0: My mama would say, you gotta fight for what is right, to her I would say, you could find you could find with Christ, if you're one with Christ.
1: Hey, good morning, Patriots, and it's Wednesday, February 21st in the year 2022. You know, there's mornings when you wake up, and thank goodness there's such things as bullet coffee and six shots of espresso because when you read the news and headlines, (laughs) as dark as they are, you just have to sit back and just ask yourself, what is wrong with us? Seriously. We've got groups that are celebrating migrations of Christians going to Israel to celebrate and stand in alignment with Israel as they slaughter 12,000 400-plus children in Gaza. And I guess that's supposed to be a good thing, according to those that walk in the mightiness of worship, Israel worship. And I can already hear the echoes going, yes, but they're terrorists. And now you've got LGBTQ gays supporting the Hamas group in Palestine. Which the logic of this is quite amazing because if you're gay in the Muslim culture, you're probably taking one quick step off the edge of the roof. And what's missing in all of this because no one wants to say it, but I don't worry, don't worry, I will. <laughs> you can be assured. It's like, where is Jesus? That's what I want to know. We know it's not in their hearts. All right, a couple of things. First off, right out of the gate. Wow, Patriots, so amazed. We have raised over ten thousand dollars, ten thousand six hundred fifty dollars for our goal for the ministry in center in Flemingsburg. It's going great. Thank you for your continued support. I'm so excited. And I just I know this is going to happen and I'm expecting to share some big news with you anyway later today. We'll we'll see. But in the next couple of days there's gonna be some big news. Guarantee it. So there is that, so we have that going on, and we're excited and And we just had our mod Chris from Communist Michigan join us, so welcome chris I'm hoping you aren't in bread lines yet, and hopefully they keep still let you keep your children. Our country is so upside down, I swear it's just absolutely insane. Okay. So that's fantastic. The give, send, go is give, send, go.com forward slash Flemingsburg. It's going fantastic. Thank you. And yeah, let's just keep praying on it and we will pray on it today. And like I say, everyone's part of this. If you can donate, can't donate. If you're called to donate, please do. And if you aren't, if you don't have the resources to donate, then We just ask for prayers. That's the big thing is this is all about God, this whole thing, this whole center is for God. So it's exciting and fantastic. And so thank you very much. Okay, so another quick thing, we have to remember that a couple of the issues at hand in our time, and we have a few, I don't know if you've noticed or not, there's a few crazy issues of our time. One of those crazy issues would be dealing with this government for sure. We understand how insane they are, and they've got a lot of things on their on their docket to try to ruin things. But debt is one of those things in the economy that we're in, and it's a debt economy. So the problem with debt is when you start thinking about it, it overtakes you. And then it starts to in- consume you, you start to lose sleep over it, you don't know what to do when, when you get overrun with debt, and it becomes a huge burden and it's like a almost like a false idol in our lives. This is why we have this great company called Done with Debt. Done with Debt is literally a lifeline for you in dealing with debt. They are quite brilliant in their strategies in fact. And so if you give them a call and get hold of them, they're going to be able to work some very innovative strategies to help you erase debt faster and ease off ease the burden of that on on you. They've got A whole process where you get hold of them, they're going to see what you qualify for in terms of debt reduction strategies. They can help you reduce your bills, they can cut the interest rates, they've got a skilled staff of people to help you negotiate all that down and to do all that without bankruptcy or getting in debt more by getting a debt loan or something, which is always a bad one to deal with. These people are experts in their field. but you. A lot of these things that they deal and offer with are time sensitive. It's just the nature of the of the industry. So give them a, or go to, rather than give them a call, go to donewithdebt.com, donewithdebt.com. Check them out. And if you're dealing with debt issues, know that you've got a great resource there. it's a good company. It's been, I've checked them out and we've been looking for one for quite a while. So donewithdebt.com, check them out. It's good. Okay. Oh my goodness! I, I I think the easiest way to start this morning is to just literally play this 17-second piece.
2: In case you missed it, the San Francisco City Council appointed an illegal immigrant to the Board of Elections, and this this position will determine if illegals sorry migrants will be able to vote. And in case you're wondering, everything is going exactly according to plan. <laughs>
1: The, trust the plan it's going great we've got some illegals in the illegals house and they're doing illegal things and we're all good so not to worry because everything is just as it is oh my gosh here's a one minute advertisement that is crazy
3: um just take a listen to this joy of connecting with your loved ones browsing the web, or even playing games using only your thoughts. This is made possible.
1: looks like I have oh hang on a minute there it is now I see the problem everybody back okay looks like we're back all right that was my fault let me do that again
3: I don't know why I did that hang on a minute here we go try it again of connecting with your loved ones browsing the web or even playing games using only your thoughts this is made possible by placing a small cosmetically invisible implant in a part of your brain that plans movements. The device is designed to interpret your neural activity so you can operate a computer or a smartphone by simply thinking about moving. No wires or physical movement are required. By participating in the PRIME study, you'd be helping to redefine the boundaries of human capability. If you've been living with quadriplegia from a spinal cord injury or with ALS, you may qualify for the prime study. We'd love to share more with you and get you on board. Visit our website today to learn more and to submit your application. We'll be supporting you with a dedicated team at every step on this revolutionary journey. Your courage and contribution could significantly shape the future of interaction and independence, not just for you, but for
1: countless others. Here is the whole issue with this and it's it's such a powerful argument that it's going to be a very difficult one to win without God. So, we need God. They are pushing these technologies like they have for artificial limbs, you know, keep in mind that a lot of the artificial limb technology is advanced and We sent our soldiers to wars that they created. So as you blow people up, then they come back and they're like, oh, look at this. We can help create new limbs for you. This is the same principle. They're starting with spinal cord injury and ALS as the principal issues to get this Neuralink in there. This is a Neuralink feed here of the idea of what this is going to do. And they're going to start all of this experimentation into the people that, We have the greatest heart empathy for because we can't find solutions to this. And so the solutions for these people, this evil, is to put in hard technology, implant it into the body, and there's going to be a ton of people that go for it. They're going to say like, well, this is, and you'll get the arguments. It's going to be emotional, and it's going to be there. They're going to be like. God would want us to heal ourselves. And this is a great thing because we're using the gifts and talents of God to heal ourselves. And I did use God's plural, by the way, intentionally, because this is all fallen stuff. True, incredible healing with the power of God as it is intended is healing that can heal all of this. But there's no discipline pushing that forward other than a few locations in the world. In the, in the bigger sense where people as a whole are working together constantly to raise up that, sen- that sense. But you're going to get whole chunks of the evangelical and Christian community, they're going to jump behind this because they're going to see it as the cure for things that they want to see s- secured. And it'll translate to things like, well, God provided this because of prayer and a variety of other things like this. The problem is where it goes this is all the pre-steps to a full transhumanist society because it's not going to stay limited to people with ALS and spinal injury. This is the precursor to getting brain chips in everybody. And with that, all of these other, like the false limb technology where they're creating artificial limbs, that technology is being built with the intention of being able to modify the human being to have super strong limbs or super super unique capabilities, we are you're channeling people down a pathway to where it's going to be custom body shops, literally, and I don't mean with your car either. You're going to have DNA ch- uh, selected babies. You can do designer children, and then as they get older, they can add technologies to super enhance their capabilities. They can add brain chips. They can replace their eyes with with thermal readers. They can change, cut their arms off and have super strong arms or arms with unique, very specific unique capabilities. All of these things are in design and it's all coming out of the bowels and came out of the bowels of DARPA in the, in the super soldier project, which was this super augmentation of the human being to create these super soldiers. This is the origins of much of this. And so you're seeing this mainstream through the emotional and notional side of this and you've already seen it in films. You're seeing it happen, in, in Spider-Man had this in one of their films. They've, they've got variations of it in X-Men, uh, the, the Justice League. All of these places, you're seeing this augmentation happening in the film that makes people want to believe in it and having superpowers in their life. Superpowers is the big issue, and it's not superpowers of God. It's superpowers of the mortal world, which is the fallen world, which is that of Satan. This thing's coming, and the way they're, they're pitching this is the whole idea behind this that we are, that you can have a superpower to do something great? Now, why the, the kind of insanity of all this hubs again towards a pretty important place, and it's one that to look at, which is going to be our the latest greatest war of all time, which is Israel. And this war is bringing together these two sides, and unfortunately, it's. It's setting up a new, kind of a new clarity in the world. And it's also equally dividing people more intensely. And in that sense, the war on Israel is being in Israel against the people in Gaza are is 100% successful at this moment in time. People are listening so much to the logic strain and to the emotional strain. They're not living in the place of Holy Spirit as a general rule. And I'm not saying any of us are perfect at it but it's something we have to work and discipline at every single day and the steps in which we take, and it's it's very real. When you get into the issues of Israel, if you dig in hard to the facts of Gaza, you understand that the invasion of Gaza happened because somebody withdrew the security parameters in there, and that could only come internally from Israel to allow Hamas to enter. If you do the rabbit trail on Hamas, you're going to find out that Hamas has been funded by Mossad so the center point of all of this which ties us back to the shot which ties us to transhumanism which ties us to Israel becoming the the lead effort in a lot of this AI technology for the world is Hamas I'm sorry is is Mossad and Mossad is tied to so many of these other links and Mossad links you to the Catholic Church the black pope it links you to the British intelligence it links links you to just CIA all of these things come together and it links you to Jeffrey Epstein. So this is the, the where let's, let's just look at that for a minute. We have an article that comes out this morning and it's talking and the headline of the article is turning the other cheek on extremist Jews, incitement, Christians flock to Israel, delegation and solidarity trips of of hundreds of supporters from churches around the world are touring the sites of carnage wrought by Hamas while bolstering the survivors so we have now we're we're setting up the camps and people are racing to support Israel and to look at the carnage sites and no one's going to go down and look at the carnage sites on the other side because this is what we don't want to do at the same time like I said which is just part of this in current insanity and the current insanity is um this whole bit of what's going on, we're currently up in Seattle, and this is just the beginning of more craziness. And this is, this article today, Seattle activists declare homosexual infitada against Israel in support of Palestine. Your head could literally explode in this insanity, because this is the idea of just shredding people's alliances with one another, hating each other, and Israel's at the center. Everything... Is just all roads are leading to Israel as the instigator of hate. It's not the instigator of love. The United States now has blocked the initiative to create to mandate peace and resolution in the Israeli in the war. In fact, China has come out blisteringly against the United States, and is, is stated China blasts the U.S. for giving Israel license to kill after the U.N. veto. China has has left it, its frustration be known after the U.S. was the lone veto. To Tuesday, UN Security Council vote urging a ceasefire in Gaza, which would have brought immense international pressure to bear on Israel to stop the offensive. We are not using our authorities to help make peace. We are using all of our authorities to wage war. And this is ultimately the big issue at play here. And it's one that I'm gonna play a clip I played yesterday that's very apropos to all of this and in alignment with the problem of the thinking here in the States. So here we go.
4: Sir, do you have an explanation till this moment since the Gaza events took place? Till now, nobody came out and said, how on earth the United States of America is vetoing the the stoppage of uh, fire, how a country would veto not to continue war, how, how, how somebody is against stopping a war. The United States is, for this moment, is the most powerful country in the history of the world. So if you were to frame this in terms we're all familiar with, which are the most basic terms, the terms of the family, the United States would be dad, it would be the father. And the father's sacred obligation is to protect his family and to restore peace within his walls. So if I come home, I have four children, if I come home from work and two of my kids are fighting, what's the first thing I do? Even before I assess why they're fighting, before I gather the facts and know what's happening. I stop stop fighting. Yes. So if I come home and I have two kids fighting and I say, go, go, beat the crap out of them. I am evil because I violated the most basic duty of fatherhood, which is to bring peace because I have the power. I'm the only one who can bring peace. And so if you see a nation with awesome power abetting war for its own sake, you have a leadership that has no moral authority, that is illegitimate. And I mean that too. And, I, and I, not, I'm not even referring to any specific region or conflict, I mean generally. And I'm deeply offended by that, deeply. Um, and, and it's something that I try to express, and I'm often called a traitor for saying that. It's the opposite. I say that because I believe in the United States. I think it's a moral, it has been a morally superior country. And if we allow our leaders to use our power to spread destruction for its own sake, that is shameful. It's a binary, okay? It's a, it's a black and white. It's a zero and a one. You are either creating or you're destroying. You're improving or you're degrading. And that's how you know whether something is good or bad, whether it's virtuous or evil. If you just judge the fruits, by its fruits, you will know it. Uh, and And I'm very distressed and concerned that we are entering an era where this awesome force for good is instead being used for evil. So this is really
1: important because the binary here is not where people are looking at the binary. Of God, but God, all of these things are at the center. We have a center point in this Middle East conflict where everybody needs Jesus. Bottom line. And there's no other way about it. There's no hatred that we can continue to push on this that's acceptable. And the problem we have with this hatred that we keep fomenting and we start taking sides, like there's supposed to be some religious right. And I talk about this. If you go to the Islamic side, you're going to hear a right to destroy all Jews. If you go to the Christian pulpit side and the Schofield Bible side, then there's apparently there is some need to be able to justify the annihilation of an entire race of people called Palestinians, because it's a righteous place for Jews. Nobody apparently reads the book of Habakkuk to see that God, among others, that God has brought in armies before to besiege Israel because he drifted away from them. Everybody wants to take sides. The side, the only walk in this is the praying for Jesus to enter into the hearts of those because all of them have forsaken Christ. And that's the center point. And the proof of it is, is is these tours that were happening last year and continue to happen, that people go, the people go over and they literally are being spit on and they're being rebuked and being told by police that they cannot speak the word of Jesus. This wasn't some random event. It was the local mayor in the area where they, they went that led those events. This is in Israel. We have a major problem here in perceptions of truth because people are being driven by the emotional and the notional. And this takes us back to where I was talking about just a moment ago with brain chipping. This is the big trend of what they're trying to do. We are watching the, the new cabal rise into power. And this new cabal is an, the new elites, the new, the new power brokers that are attacking and pointing the finger at the Democrats when we know it's a uniparty. They're giving lip service to stopping child sex trafficking when we know that it's not going down, it's increasing. We hear the lip service towards wanting to seal the border when nothing in the border is getting sealed. And the people that are pointing the finger to say, hey, look here, look there, look at these bad things. Even Elon Musk, who happens to also be the engine behind Neuralink, which happens to be the engine behind Starlink, which happens to be the engine behind the electric car market, All of these technologies are about control. They're not about freedom. They're not about innovation. And they're ultimately about subduing humanity to a new level of imprisonment, which we can't escape. But they're selling every one of them on the principles of emotions. You know, we we take all these pieces together and you start putting Jesus in the mix and say, okay, God, what is your direction? What is your heart? And I'll give you a few of them. Number one, I will guarantee God's not saying, oh yeah, please modify the brain I gave you and the sacred temple you carry so that you can link up to the internet and try to be smarter than you actually are so that you can now become a slave class. That's not in there, but it's going to become in there because people are going to hear this like, oh, we can help ALS and oh, we can help this, but no one's stepping in in mass to say, let's pray and let's pray for this and let's pray to have miracle healing. That's not happening because... The fivefold ministry, to a large degree in this country, remains dormant, if not dead. When we start talking about people coming across the border, and we're saying, okay, we need to stop this, we need to seal this, we've got criminals coming across, two things are missing. We are in a country, a republic, of we the people. This is the core of common law. This is why this is so important to get here. We the people have the authority, not the government. We work in a legislative law structure, so the government tells us we're going to support Israel in war, and people go, okay, and they nod their head, and then they have to say either I'm for or against. But what we don't have is the voice of the people saying collectively, we are going to change the game. So while Tucker talks about a binary of a yes or a no, there is another element of this that he's not talking about, which is the empowerment of people in the United States. We are the government, not the government on us. So the question is, where do we sit? Is there a reason to solution towards the conflict in the Middle East? Is there a reason solution towards the issue of what's coming across the border? Is there a reason solution towards all of this new technology? And the answer is yes, yes, yes. And it's of God. Because we are a country, one country under God. One people under God. And that's the focus, but no one's wanting to go there because it's too difficult, in my opinion. Because to do that, we have to seek an answer that isn't a quick touch of a few keys to get that Google tells us how to think. It isn't a quick position where we can sit in church and go, yes, 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 I'll throw money in a pot for Israel. Or on another side, in a mosque, taking a collection where you can go, yes, 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 let's go hate Jews. Or for that matter, atheists that are sitting out here throwing stones at everybody. This isn't the way. The unity in the body of Christ is that we're going to look at this in a reasoned session, a reasoned place, to where we're praying together. We're coming to solutions together. So let's walk through them. What's the solution for Israel? Well, I can all start by getting some Jesus in their heart, because this is the problem. We are accepting the fact, in the Christian community in particular, there's a large acceptance of the fact that Israel is okay in walking in in a place that doesn't follow the book and doesn't accept Christ in their heart. I'm not saying all Jews don't accept Jesus. I'm saying that the leadership doesn't and we're following the leadership of the nation. That isn't what we do. We counsel leaders. We don't worship leaders. We give advice to leaders as the sons of God. We pray for them, but we do not We do not go in there and stand with them when they're openly killing kids. When we do the side of, of Palestinians, I'm not, ex- I'm not going to excuse them. Okay. and um, hear me. Unfortunately, we're very tipped in the consequence of the war to our understanding. There is 12,300 kids, 400 children that have been murdered. There's 1200 Israelis that have been murdered. This is a bloodbath and you've got both sides here hating each other. And in the middle of this, you can just literally can put it and see it in your head. Jesus would be sitting in between them, just like the adulteress and the accusers. And he'd be looking at them all like, what is your problem? Like you're killing each other and you're all children of God, but they're all killing each other because of religion, because of politics, because of cultural biases and because of fomented and impregnated hatred in every single one of these people. Jesus is not of hate. There is no hate in that walk. There is love, and then there is greater love. And the it, the point of all of that is to, to appreciate how deeply our Father loves us. And part of that love is that we have to begin to carry a burden of what this world is and start to learn to get along. This is I'm not an idealist. Humans are broken. We live in a broken world, and I accept that. But our mission and our, our walk here, especially in the church of Christ in our heart and our mission and walk has to be one of bridging peace, not waging war when we're dealing with things like this. We're dealing with, we're dealing with crimes against each other, not crimes. At this point, we have a big problem because now we're dealing with crimes against children. And that takes us into Matthew 18. And we started getting into Matthew 18 and Jesus is telling us, if you don't have the heart of a child... And if you don't have a heart of a child, you're not going to get into heaven. Where is that being missed in all of this? So let's look at another problem. We look at a problem of transgenderism. We look at a problem of transhumanism. All of this has the same root, that we're born imperfect and somehow we want to modify ourselves. But because there's damage to the body, we're so eager and willing from an emotional, again, emotional sense which is the emotional and logic train where we take over and we no longer hear the Holy Spirit, we are now walking and arguing like, oh, yeah, let's do a brain chip. Good idea because I can help somebody who's paralyzed and has ALS. That's an emotional response. What we don't hear is where, is where are the healing prayer teams going in and saying we're going to heal and pray into this? The problem is we don't really believe. As a culture, I'm not speaking to anybody individually here because I can tell you we can prove that every Sunday morning if anybody ever questions that. We started literally 10 months ago with the principle of doing prayers, which I think began on Friday morning, moved to Saturday, and now we're locked into Sunday morning, where we have, we committed ourselves to praying for healing and praying for anything people needed for prayers, whether it was deliverance, whether it was healing, whether it was just prayers of support for their heart, getting closer to God, whatever that was. And I remember the call I had, and I asked a friend, and I said, how Do you begin this? Because I've never done prayer healing. And the response to me was this, begin. That was it. Begin. That was the guidance. So I said, okay, what does that tell you? That if we lean into this, Holy Spirit's going to guide us. And we have moved literally, in a metaphorical sense, we have moved mountains this last year. And we've proven that we don't even have to be present That's the most amazing thing. We think of healing like I have to have my hands on somebody. We hear that all the time. We're doing spiritual hands-on people all around the world, and we're generating miracle healings. What's the limit of that? The answer is God does not put a limit on that. The only limit is in our heart. And if we had spent all of our time rather than in the labs trying to develop a chip to go on somebody's brain so they can be better wired into the Internet, and instead we were practicing the disciplines of the healing arts, of God, God being the true physician, where would we be? I think we can all answer that pretty honestly. We'd be at a whole nother level here. And so this is the power of, of our faith when we step into this and understanding the glory and the authorities that Christ gave us. So let me take another one, another example, which is a border issue, and it is a big issue. The The border issue of people coming across, we've got bad guys. It is it is a difficult place where we have real, real evil people coming across. Okay. No question about it. We have Colonel Pete Chambers, who is literally the sole effort to organize teams of people to protect people's lands. And then you have our border, border patrol folks that are literally asleep at the wheel following illegal orders from a government, disobeying the Constitution. We've got that happening all, all federal agencies, the military involved in trafficking kids, airlines involved in trafficking kids. All of this is happening. And you have this small band of people down there at the border that are literally holding it together. But what is the difference between them and everybody else? Pete has said his first commander his, and his commands come directly first and foremost through God. That's the correct approach. And then you add to that another layer, which is Pastor Rod Parker, which we're going to get to know more. He's a wonderful pastor in Texas. And he's the one that was on the border down at the rally. He's been called to do tent revivals down on the border. Now, let me be clear, because there's this other discussion going around here, a sidebar on this, but I want to just clarify something. When I say, re- when I say revival, and I've been hearing this scuttlebutt around of like, well, revival, we don't just need revival, we need repentance. At the core of true revival is repentance. Let's be clear about that. It's a given. And it's a part of the process that if you cannot repent, you cannot revive the love and body of Christ within you. It is, it's there. So this is, this is where we go. So I'm clear on this. When I use that term, that is what we are talking about, okay? So where, is, where are the churches? And I'm, I'm just being honest again, where are the churches that are out here saying, okay, we are, we are in a moment in time where we need to have tent revivals going on at the border right now to meet and greet every person coming into the United States. Where are they? And the answer is they're not here. They're not there other than Pastor Rod Parker's. And maybe there's a there a couple others. That's not fair because there's a couple others that are working the border right now. They're pretty profound, profound, doing great cross-border ministry. But there's your answer again. How do you greet people coming into your nation? We already know the flood's coming across. You have to set up a defense of it. That's clear. Sword in one hand, brick in another. But on the other hand, we our mission here is, again, greater than politics. Our mission is to bring people to the body of Christ. We have to build bridges because as we build bridges, we defeat the cabal. It is, we have all these Chinese that are coming across that people are freaking out about, which probably rightfully so. But the problem is we start to end up with this, again, this division of this society of of suspicion and hatred in our culture. And so the question then would be, like, if you have a neighbor, which I do, who's Chinese, I mean, are we, am I now going to suspect this person who, matter of fact, is like fantastic homesteader, great butchers food, runs a food truck, all of this, am I now going to suspect this person and go, oh, she's part of the infrastructure of Chinese infiltration? This is the problem we get to because we get into this neurotic place. Our mission, again, is to walk in Christ, not to, we have to separate from this government. We know this government is corrupt. It's a tyrannical government it's despotic by the terms of the declaration of independence our nation was built on the principles of christian ethics our founding fathers loved jesus and respected jesus and understood the power of what it was to build a nation on the foundation of faith and the faith in god they also understood the the wickedness and this is literally pain the writings of pain, understood the wickedness of what the church would do when it was weaponized. They understood that because they lived through it. And right now, unfortunately, we're not seeing the fruits of God's church coming up from the main churches that we know, what I refer to too frequently as the dead stone walls. It's not there. Seminary is deeply corrupted. We're not seeing that rising up. And so what we're looking for and what I believe God is calling us to do is to start waking up the five-fold ministry. It's the Church of Acts. And he's going to do it. He's calling his children that'll listen. And you're finding that many of them are not from formal training, which is biblical in itself. He's not asking you to go to school. He's asking you to follow your heart of him. Give him your heart. He will guide you. The biggest shakeup that we face right now in the world is not whether we're going to take sides on on either side of this. We're not going to take sides to go, I'm going to be with this group, I'm going to be with that group. It is, again, what's the primary mission? And in fairness, this was an eye-opening interview I did with John Benzinger, who is down in Arizona, and he's a pastor down there. And his mission, his statement was so on point. It doesn't matter What the government is, it can be a democracy, it can be a republic, it can be a tyranny, it can be a king. The mission we have on this earth, our mission as disciples of Christ with the authorities given to us by Jesus and through Christ to our Father is always the same. It never varies. And when we commit to that mission, we're understanding that all of this stuff that's in the news, our Gay Infantata in Seattle for Palestine, our, our Christian migration to support Israel. The simple answer when we get down to this is, what are you doing to protect God's children? And what are you doing to ensure that you will have the heart of a child to enter into the kingdom? That's Matthew 18. So when we water everything down to something that simple, it's no longer complicated and it ripples across everything we do, which gets us back to the purity, the biblical purity of the pulpit. What is our purpose and function here? And if in our purpose and function, we start to find self-satisfaction, self-pleasure for those things of the flesh, we need to start putting it on the block and saying, what is that doing for God? And when, if we can answer that every single time, what is that doing for God? Not for me not for me. What is this doing for God and what is this doing for the kingdom? That's what we're asking. And when we get that watered down to something that simple in everything that we do, we begin to seek the heart of Father because ultimately this is it. This is where we go. We can ask God for patience and God will say, that's something you learn. We can ask God to take off the burdens of the world. And God's going to say, you need the burdens because that's how you come closer to me. That's part of your walk. We can ask God for resources and he's going to say, that is part of your walk to have resources that I provide, but you have to learn how to manage those. And for where much is given, much is asked. We can ask God for happiness and God's going to say, I'm going to give you blessings. Happiness is up to you. But if we say to God, God, I want to love more like you love, then you're going to get the home run. And that's the core of all of this. That's goes to this place and this, this experience I had, I've shared here a number of times, the sorrow and love mix. God showed me sorrow for two solid days of travail. God showed me sorrow. Sorrow like I'd never felt. Sorrow of people in the Middle East fighting and warring and turning away from him. Sorrow across the world of people turning away from him. Sorrow of people that say they walk within Christ, that are more consumed with themselves, their own validation, their their ownership of things. People who will go to the blind and say, I'm going to lay it all down, but don't really do it because they don't want to let go of certain things. These are the levels of sorrow, many of them. Sorrow Mm -hmm. of the church saying, I'm here to spread the message of Christ, but I'm going to hate this group or that group. And then do the flip of the script on that one and go, okay, well, I give up on everything. We're not gonna have any rules. We're gonna accept everybody into the house of, of God. And if you're LGBTQAI+, you're welcome into this and we'll just accept you and you're good and we'll turn our church's pre- preachings into that, which is completely anti-biblical. And we don't understand our lines of moral authority. We don't understand our lines of all of the things. And all of this is an is a envelope, a place of sorrow. So if we're seeking God's heart in all things... And that means we have to look at a problem, we have to quiet the logical sense of our mind, and we have to focus on what is before us, and we start to hear the voice of God. We start to see solutions that otherwise we're blind to. Now, here's the irony, and I, and I mean this, and it's something I, I've talked about so much, that is absolutely not of the Christian teachings, okay? And this is the heart of the Zen warrior. And why I bring this up, because in in Origins, that's Buddhist. What they miss in all of that teachings is Christ, uh, openly stated. But here's what's amazing about what is taught in there and why this is so important to learn this. To learn quiet mind, where you can literally sit in a, and hear the voice of God, we are getting rid of the constructs and the framings of the things that we're biased to or told to look at. When we look at the true nature of something and see the heart of it, which we're seeing through the eyes of God, we begin to find solutions that otherwise we miss because we're so biased about one direction or another. And when we have that courage and we're walking with that authority in Christ, we're starting to see ourselves in the greater level of the children of the Most High. That authority that we have is massive, and God is dripping it out to us as we learn to manage it. But if we walk into the full authority of kingdom, and that authority has riddled, riddled with it sin and bias, we're wielding a sort of destruction, not a sort of peace and healing. And so it's essential that as we continue to work through everything we are in our daily life, we are trying to find that heart of God in all things, which... We have to separate ourselves from our own conditioning and bias. This is part of this whole information war. And the whole information war is designed to literally confuse us and develop within us rigid ways of seeing things that we no longer see, no longer see the truth. All one has to do is go to the current education system and go to common core and look at how confusing. They've, how much confusion they have done to what we would call basic and simple truths. Math would be a good one. Where literally two plus two can equal five. This is conditioning. And they're teaching kids to look at things through a new optical lens, which is rigid and destructive. So if we are literally going to walk in this place, we have to face our own biases, which is ultimately looking in the mirror. And we have the authorities to bring great peace and healing on this earth. And when we do that, the miracles of God speak for themselves. So I'm going to kind of wrap this around one testimony that I have come back to a couple of times because it is so profound. And this is one of our followers who works at a ski resort and we've prayed for him. We prayed for his team. We prayed for the Person who fell as a victim of this fall, which was at the ski resort. This young man fell over 40 feet off of a lift, hit the ground on the side of the mountain. He was a 12 year old kid, ended up tumbling down the mountain, and they they responded. Three three we'll say medic response teams came to him on the mountain. They assessed this young man. Now, our bars nation follow our B Dad is out there praying from the moment that this he gets the call. He's down there, everybody converges on the scene about the same time, this young man is assessed to have a broken pelvis, a potentially a broken back. He's got also breakages in his legs. And as we have our dad out there praying, the young man is unconscious, they get him stabilized, they put him on a backboard, they stabilize his pelvis, get a neck brace on him, and they get him off the mountain. And when they get him down, there's some physical distress by other team members, but our dad is out there praying. When they get the news back, the news is that the, the young man has a, has a, I believe the assessment was broke, a couple of broken bones in his legs. They had to put some, some uh, steel rods in and a cracked heel plate. But there was no broken pelvis. There was no disruption to the back. There was nothing to the neck. One of the team members said, How's that possible? And he is reminded by our b that this is of God. This is what the power of Christ and healing is. The witnessing of that miracle brought that other team member to Christ. We want to change the world. God's giving us the power, and we do it through the miracles of healing and the miracles he presents through the living God, through us. And when we start approaching it that way and pr- approaching our life that way and seeking his heart in all things, we step away from the vitriolic, we step away from the the hostile, we step away from the hatred, we step away from the arrogance, because if you spend, just take arrogance as an example, you're trying to tell somebody one thing and somebody's, and you're saying like, I've got all this experience, God has the ultimate experience and God's speaking to us as he wants us to, to walk. And if we are listening to God and walking in him, we are not going to fail. We might stumble but he will always be there to pick us up because the ultimate authority and ultimate teaching and the ultimate wisdom comes from Holy Spirit. So our point here is not about us. It's about God. And in all of this confusion and noise of this time, and there is, it's just getting worse. It is that we start to watch so much hatred being created and so many people dividing. Literally, this is a moment to step back and just take a breath If you imagine yourself as an insertion team behind enemy lines, which quite interestingly, we are behind enemy lines. We're born into this. We get born behind enemy lines. The enemy is all around you. We are having to discern who's good and who's friend and who's foe. But at the end of the day, we have one line of communication that will never fail us, and that's to God. And sometimes we're going to be drawn to somebody who others might say is, evil, and sometimes we're going to be drawn to people that sometimes people say is super good. But at the end of the day, if God's calling us, it's all equal in kingdom. Personal story, as I wrap this down, the biggest part of my job in Afghanistan for three and a half years was meeting with people. I have this habit of not looking up people, studying them before I meet with them. It's just the way I run. And it's an interesting thing. I don't do background checks on them. I don't, I don't do investigations on them. If, I, if I'm if i called to meet with somebody, I meet with somebody. And why is that important? Because you learn to read people's hearts. And when we read people's hearts, you have to rely on something greater than yourself. It's not just like, oh, he looks like a nice guy. He's dressed nice today. Those are usually the ones to watch out for because these are the ones that seem the nicest and the ones that are dressed the nicest and come across as the most elegant. There's usually something dark in their hearts you got to look out for because it'll lurk up and it'll find you. And then you have to decide how to deal with it. That's what kept me alive, though, was the fact that I could sit and learn to hear, and this is well before I would say I truly knew God, but to hear the voice and say who this person was. And in that process, you learn, you find the golden nuggets and the golden nuggets sometimes shock you and amaze you as to how amazing these people are. And other times the people you would expect to be the greatest, you look at and you go, wow, you have some real wounding in your heart. But it's not about hatred. It's always about healing, and always about us leveling up. So we are in an amazing place, as the children of the Most High. We are in an incredible place, and I just encourage all of you then this morning to just to take this to prayer and to ask God, like, where do you want me to walk? What is your voice in all things? And whether it's as simple as going to the grocery store to buy a a lemon, or whether it's as big in, in your walk as going into the church and talking to the congregation or however those moments are in between, let God guide you in all things, everything. And when we put that responsibility in our lives through Holy Spirit, we become truly one in the body of Christ. It doesn't matter what your congregation title is. It doesn't matter if you go to a church that's nice or a church that's broken down or if you don't go to a church at all. The ultimate authority rests in our heart in the temple that we are living in, in the flesh. And this place that we walk in is truly holy if we allow God to be with us. And through that, we can overcome all things. And we truly become in this body of Christ, its awakening, we become the, the counselors and 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 advisors to nations and to leaders, because it's there that they begin to hear the voice of God through us. We're just vessels, and that's the humbling part of all of this. So encourage others around you to avoid the noise and craziness of the politics because it's getting worse and it's going to amp up. And part of this is, this is the scorched earth policy of this deep state. They are truly evil at their core. And watch where the pulpits take things, watch where those of religious faith take things. And I mean that, because I'm talking about all religions right now. I'm not including, I'm not picking on anyone. Watch where they take it. If you have people screaming, for hatred against one another, that is not of God. If you have people talking about the eradication of one group over another, that is not of God. And if we aren't getting back to the principal tenets of what our purpose here, to occupy, to expand, and ultimately subdue the enemy, we're missing our primary mission. When you go down range as a soldier, you give up a lot of things a lot of the normal pleasures that we would consider of life. And though there's a lot of effort in this modern day to try to provide those simple pleasures for soldiers, the fact of the matter is you give up a lot. You give up family. You give up any sort of pleasures you may have going to the movie theater, someone sitting down and having a glass of wine with their wife at dinner. You give up a lot of things that are core to who we are. But if you're walking in that place Take the war aside. I'm I'm just talking about a mission here. If you're walking in that level of mission commitment like that and you're walking with God, all of those things are understandable and easy to bear because you know that you're working towards something greater in your life. And that means in order to get there, we have to do an inventory before us. We have to sit before the mirror, which is to sit before the throne and we have to pray and we have to open our hearts and say, truly, what is within me? that needs to be humbled because the meek warrior means something. The weak, the meek warrior is not meek, the weak, the meek warrior is mighty, but stays the hand of the sword because the meek warrior understands when that authority is, is declared, what follows is truly very, very powerful. So we go back to the garden. And we see how Jesus handled those moments. He didn't call upon the legions to come down. He didn't allow the ear that Peter cut off to remain. He healed it and he allowed himself to be taken. Because in this, there was a greater mission that God was working through him, which was the most incredible ambush, I call the most incredible ambush of all times. Because the enemy sucked into the greatest trap ever. Through Jesus' sacrifice, through his blood, we were freed. That's pretty powerful of God, but God, all things, God, everything else, it just needs to go to the refuse bin. And when we keep those eyes with Holy Spirit and how we are in this world, we truly start to see the world in a clear way. We just get rid of the distractions. and so we know that we don't have to know the end. We just need to know the next step. And if we had trust in that much in everything, everything transforms. Let's pray. Patriots, today we're gonna to do a special prayer. We're gonna begin with a special prayer, and this is for uh Cory Terry's wife, Yopar. Um, and their and Cory Terry and his family. they uh Yopar's father is very sick right now, and he's not doing well, and he's in Romania. And so um we're just gonna we wanna begin our prayer with that and then we'll move into a broader prayer. So, Father God, I just want we come to you today and we just lift up our hands and our prayers for Yopar's father, and we just say, Father, we, we lift our hands around him, and we pray into him, and we say, Father, we are declaring a hedge of protection around him in the, name, in the blood of Jesus, and we declare authority over him, and we declare authority over his healing in the name of Jesus, and we say, this man shall be healed, and in this moment of time when there's a wavering of hope, where it feels like the world is heavy, and it feels like he's, he's feeling that things are drifting aside, that he's coming to his end, we say, no. Father, we are literally praying into this man to give him the spark and the life of the Holy Spirit to flow through him and to lift him up. This is a difficult moment because father and daughter are separated, but that union is coming, and it is coming soon. And so, Father, we just pray into the strength of Christ to flow into Yopar Father's heart, to lift him up, to give him that spark of life that Holy Spirit can give. And we pray healing over him from head to toe and toe to head, strength within the body, strength within the mind and a purification of Holy Spirit to flow through him. And we pray into Yopar's heart today, this hurt and broken and feeling that pain. And we just pray strength of Jesus into her. And we pray strength of Jesus into the family, into Corey Terry's family as we lift them all up for the, all that he does and continues to do to give this strength and this foundation of Jesus under them, the rock of a, of a greater strength than ever. And now in this in this walk going forward, our prayers now are about the bridge of distances between them to close that gap, to truly feel each other's hearts between the father and the daughter, and let that truly be one. And part, we just pray that you speak life into your father. Pray life and speak life into your father. And as we pray life and speak life into both of you, we lift you both up and to know that these are like two hearts as one. This is This is a covenant that you're feeling torn apart. But now find peace in this, because this is a time now of transition. And we pray into this transition. And may the glory and beauty of what your Father is continue to pour into your heart, Yopar. And may the glory of, of all that the memories you have, no matter how, how struggled they are, there are greatness in this experience. You've had, you have an amazing moment in life right now where you're able to reflect on the glory and successes that have happened in your life as a result of everything that was put before you through your life, however that is. And so now we pray peace into both. Yopar and her father, we pray peace and calm in the hearts. We praise the love of Jesus into each. And father, we just pray for a presence of Jesus to be made in in Yopar father's life, to feel that power of Holy Spirit, to lift him up now and to give him the strength to heal. And we declare healing over him. Amen. And so patriots, we pray again for a broader body of Christ today. Pray that the hearts of wisdom will be settled upon all of those out here who, who are walking in Christ, a wisdom of Holy Spirit, a wisdom to see past the illusions that are being cast before us and the landmines and traps and the various snags in the road that are continuing to try to draw us away. The voices that are being used to manipulate scripture to manifest a hatred between one another, which is not of God. We pray into all of those in this conflict in the Middle East and the conflict is spilling over to cultures to stop taking sides. But instead, to take time and pause to pray together. Let Holy Spirit work on us. And let us not walk in with so much arrogance that we have to dictate one is better than the other, but let us walk in with the confidence and the security of knowing that Christ is within us and Holy Spirit will work in using us to seed the seeds of transformation. Let us truly walk as sons and daughters of the Most High, the authority. And even whether that's walking in with atheists or agnostics or LGBTQ or whether we're walking in the midst of Islam or, or Buddhism, let us walk with the authority and confidence of Christ that what we, what is seen within us is greater than us. And it's a humblingness of the moment where truly the body of Christ and the power of Christ and the glory of Holy Spirit shines through us and the ever and overcoming power of love to forgive one another and to love thy brother. Let this be that moment of transformation where we lift our eyes away from the politics, away from the the divisions of hate, the taking of sides, and instead now focus our eyes truly on God and his heart and where he wants us to be. To love what God loves, to hate what God hates. And to truly lift that up in this world in a powerful way that we become the agents of change, allowing Holy Spirit to work through us, however that walk takes. So guide us, Father, in this hour. Give us the wisdom of your heart. Let us see this world through your heart. In Christ Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. This is a really powerful moment, I think, for all of us to reflect on because there is, this is only going to get more intense. You can expect next war up is going to be Taiwan. We've got already, obviously, the insanity in the Middle East, and we have the, the collapse of Europe through Ukraine. These are these are just things, we're seeing a world shake and be transformed and where they're trying to take us is not a place I wanna go. Ultimately, they're trying to break us down in our confidence of government so much that they can come in and now offer you, you and all of us the circus tricks that'll keep us occupied and subdued. And what is that? Transhumanism, the ability to hook up to the internet, a great place to modify your body, great new technologies that'll change the world, everything and nothing in the core of any of that talks about a transformational change in our moral foundation in this nation and in this world. Until we regain the power of love over all things, we will only be lured away by the circus antics and the clown show that's before us. So let us anchor in love. And when we anchor in love, we truly change the world. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tonight for Bards FM. We have a great interview tonight with his glory, with Pastor Dave and his producer on a new film they're doing and other discussions, really engaging, and it's nice to always check in with Pastor Dave. I appreciate it. All right, patriots, until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now.
2: We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend,